Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. So we discussed a while back that Tower of Terror in California Adventure is closing for a Guardians of the Galaxy refurbishment on January 2nd of 2017. But they are already dismantling the outside of Tower of Terror. Well, well, in okay. September. Okay, so when we discussed this, we 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 discussed that it was interesting that they were going to keep it open for so long and right. then because like what the opening date for the Guardians of the Galaxy is like it was like early 27 or sometime in 2017, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was going it's less than a year between when they're closing it and when they're going to reopen it. Right. And at the time we were talking about okay, that's going to like how in depth can it be if they're going to be closed for such a short time? How can it be anything more than like some stuff drilled on top of it? Uh, but I think now we're starting to understand yeah. how they can how they can get be shut down for such a short period of time. They're basically going to redo it in place. It seems like. Yeah, there is no you know because they put that big scrim up in front of Haunted Mansion when they were redoing it, so right. you couldn't see this. But man, there there is no uh, no hiding what they're doing now. But I guess they've got a schedule and they're sticking to it. Well, and I wonder if there's so so what we've seen the signs or the the Tower of Terror sign come down uh-huh. or the hollywood the tower dome. hotel sign yeah and then the dome came down um but that's that's really all that's happened so f- uh, as of when we we're recording this right right but it's only been like two weeks okay but well so what i'm wondering is do you think everything is going to come down and, and new stuff's going to start being put or are they going to my what i'm kind of thinking is they're going to take stuff down and then go ahead and scrim it before they start putting the new stuff on, maybe. I Yeah, I totally agree. What I, what I don't know or don't really understand is how far are they going to go? You know, all the concept, we, we, all we have is concept artwork. We don't have, you know, actual, like, rendered production. Wait, wait, this is, are you trying to tell me, dude, I looked at that concept artwork, and I could have sworn that's, ex- if, if that's not exactly what it looks like, I am out of this. <laughs> so let's say, hypothetically, it doesn't look exactly like the concept uh, art does. Fine. <laughs> I mean, how far do they go? Because the Tower of Terror, it, it, both of them have a, what, like Art Deco style that does not look like outer space. Right. But I think I think you can still take a lot of Tower of Terror apart. Um, because here's the thing. Like, it looks weird to me yeah. now because I know what it's supposed to look like, I guess. But without knowing what it's supposed to look like, I don't think it looks that weird because... Here's the here's the very convenient thing about Tower of Terror. It's supposed to look like a rundown hotel, right? right. It's a hotel. So yeah. if you rip it up a little bit more, yeah, it just looks a little bit more rundown. And right? as long as it as long as it has Hollywood Tower Hotel, you know, at the entrance and the awning or something, you know, it really continues to be the same kind of thing it just it does look really strange um and are they going to start taking stuff out of the inside is that what the late checkout thing is actually about is that is that why they're going well but no late checkout but late checkout doesn't last until january it's only through it's only through halloween or something like that right right but is so do they take so they take stuff out and start scrimming stuff or putting you in a like you, you you know like when they're working well like star like hollywood studios huge chunks of it now where they've got the big uh where they've got the big plywood 
fascia everywhere? Is that going yeah. to be what the inside of Tower is going to look like? I, I don't know. I've, I would be, I would not be surprised at all if when it opens back up after Halloween, a lot of the motion on the inside is, is gone. You know, if they leave maybe some of the more simple effects, but if a lot of those tougher or if a lot of those more complicated effects are gone, uh, for the, you know, last whatever two months of its, of its life as Tower of Terror, but maybe, uh, late checkout is so that they can just put construction materials in those corridors, you know, because those corridors do reach a good way through the building and or, or maybe even get stuff prepped. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's going to be, you know, they'll put up some soundproof batting and they're going to have guys in that corridor working <laughs> so, while while, while, uh, while late you're riding the going. attraction. Yeah. Yeah, that could it could it could I mean, honestly, work. why wouldn't they do that? Yeah, I I mean, it it seemed weird that they decided to do this whole experience the ride in darkness uh-huh. uh aspect of it. And yeah, now I'm starting to now I'm starting to see uh, that there may be a little bit more to this than just selling some uh, some extra s- merch, which is kind of what it seemed like to me at first, to be honest. Because well, the first time we talked about it, they hadn't started to deconstruct the outside of the attraction. Well, and even then, I didn't we? I think we kind of discussed the, that they that it would offer them the possibility of being able to disassemble some stuff. But at that point, it was to me a bit facetious. Yeah. Now I I feel like yes, that's legitimately. Uh, a possibility here yeah i think so too and and i would not be at all surprised if the tower of terror that reopens um whatever you know november 1st that runs until january 1st is dramatically different from the tower of terror that has been there up up until this point see that would dude that would just irritate me so much though if if you so you tell me that you've got this late checkout thing and and that's a different experience and that's all fine and good but the understanding is that when that's done, I can still go and experience Tower of Terror for the for these last few months. And if if I was to find out that really my last time to experience the true Tower of Terror experience it, as it existed in California Adventure was prior to this late checkout thing, and you never told me that, I, I mean, wouldn't that wouldn't that bother you a little bit? Yes, it would. But I think judging by how they're starting to rip apart the thing from the outside they don't really care about that yeah. you know i think i think a big part of experiencing tower of terror is the whole experience of seeing the messed up hollywood tower hotel sign and getting like a creepy vibe when you're not even inside the building yet and just i don't know i, I think that they don't they're not really too concerned with with uh pro prolonging or or, or saving the experience for everyone and they're really anxious to get to work on uh, Operation Escape or whatever it's called. See, I, I do agree that the sign and, and, and that stuff uh, definitely lends itself to the feel. But to me, the and, and, you know, I don't I feel like maybe I've done Tower. Maybe I did Tower at DCA. I'm not even 100 percent sure I did Tower at DCA. So my Tower experience is definitely much more DHS oriented. But, you know, a lot that is more the one th- true tower. <laughs> yeah, well, um looking looking at it though, I would say it's much more about the atmospheric stuff that you get, you know, coming up to the hotel and walking into the hotel than it ever has been about the fascia of the hotel, especially up above. I think and when I've, you start breaking that, that's when it's going to be bigger deal. And I've never been 
to uh, Disney's California Adventure. I've never been on the California Adventure Tower, but I know that I get, I start to get that like creepy, tingly feeling in my in the pit of my stomach when I see the the front of the tower. Like as I'm walking down uh, Sunset Boulevard toward Tower of Terror, like. Before I'm even in the queue, before I'm before I'm enveloped in the foggy, nasty, overgrown queue of that attraction with the creepy music, I I get that creeped out like feeling from seeing the sign and seeing the exterior of the building and hearing the screams and 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 all of those things. And then when I get into the queue, I, I that's when I start to get you know more unsettled and and I think the actual the actual intent of WDI when they made that starts to get to me. But the front of that building, I mean, seeing the you know it it, it was struck by lightning, seeing the sign all messed up and, and flashing and there there's just every piece of that really plays plays with my expectations and and my emotions. But maybe you know hours before I'm even gonna go and ride it. I'm I've it's such a it's such a a huge part of the sight lines of Hollywood Studios that you really can't go anywhere without being able to see it, and it's always just like this really creepy looming monolith. Right, but I I don't know that that's is that is that still the case over at California Adventure? I have no idea. So I I don't know. I again I feel like again if they if they start changing major aspects of the the queue itself and everything prior to to January second or Jan you know whatever the the final day is I don't know if closing on on January second means you can ride it on January second or if that means January first is the last day you can ride it uh whatever you know if if it starts changing major before then those aspects of it that to me is going to be the bigger deal than the you know i i'm not i'm not ecstatic about the building changing ahead of time but i understand that for this quick turnaround it's a necessity yeah so i'll just yeah it's going to be interesting though to see how it's going because again i i think to me the biggest deal is there is no way i would have expected that to ha- and and again to to be unscrimmed and just ta-da the sign is gone ta-da right. this the the dome is gone uh out of the blue like that that's that's surprising visible cranes on an operating attraction is a very strange thing to me you, you know like, other than you, you other mean than like s- like visible cranes i don't know like around a castle cinderella's maybe? castle i was about to say other than cinderella's castle which every single photo pass photo i have from the magic kingdom has a dang crane in it i have no uncraned photos at the magic kingdom but otherwise vis- visible cranes on an attraction is is a is a weird thing for me anyway yeah but but again how else are you, how else is it going to uh, yeah yeah it's it's really hard to to mesh how do you make the magic work mixed with right. how do you logistically right. make these things happen yeah so i don't know it's it's going to be interesting though. I don't think we're going to have another opportunity to talk about Tower um before the reopening, you know, other than saying, you know, it's it's closed or talking more about what they've taken off the front, but I do want to say that I will be very disappointed in the Guardians of the Galaxy retheme if it if when they when they are done with the retheme, if if the original Tower is still visible behind you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. 
If it just looks like they've pasted on, you know, space stuff onto the tower, uh, that will disappoint me. I, w- I would really like for them to remove the uh, the Art Deco visual cues and-, and actually transform that building into something that is unrecognizable. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that is definitely again, well, from the from the concept art, um, <laughs> I-, I think that that is the plan, though. I don't know. To some extent, you have to you have to ask yourself exactly how far are you going to take it? Because looking at the concept art, I can definitely tell you that the building that is there is Tower of Terror. Right. Um, that's not going like I'm, my brain is going to look at that building and say that's Tower of Terror. But it's it's going to be where are you going to choose if if you can in any way tell that it's still Tower of Terror? Are you going to be upset? Well, then you're going to be upset. But yes, if you if you see the all of the art deco aspects of it mixed with um mixed with the space stuff i i can see right. why that would be disappointing compared to if it has the same general shape that's that's going to happen yeah so that was my biggest concern with the concept art is it just looked like the tower of terror with outer space stuck on the front and and what i would you know i just I really hope that they change the color. I know you can't change the shape of the building. The building is the shape it is. That's going to be its shape, and you're not going to change that. I understand that. Right. But changing the color, removing all of the you know Art Deco, this is a 1920s hotel, uh, visual cues, changing the, changing the entrance, you know, like really just going in and, and really committing, I, I think is what I'm worried about based on the based on the concept art alone. So, that's a, I just wanted to say that because I really don't think there's going to be much more to talk about. So, you're saying we won't devote another 10 or 15 minute segment to Tower <laughs> of Terror in the future. Probably not. So, then we can talk about on January 2nd, uh 2017 about how Jeremy hates everything Guardians of the Galaxy Breakout, <laughs> much like we often discuss how much <laughs> Jeremy and Brad both hate Stitch's Great Escape, uh, which I how much longer are we going to be discussing that? I I don't think for very long because everyone's favorite attraction in Tomorrowland is moving to seasonal operation starting on October second, which is always which is which is always uh, evidence that it's definitely long for this world, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. That they they always move something to only be open part of the time when they really are there's a big demand for it. So okay. Here's my here's my thing. Stitches Great Escape is going away. Yeah, yeah. And I don't have an issue with that. But me neither. But my question is like why does that need to go seasonal? I just so they can save the cast members? Yeah, but I mean, how many that's and that, I was gonna say there's only like two. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like like if if um, I think it goes seasonal to get people used to it being closed. Yeah, but but does honestly. that does that really get people used to it being closed, or does that just create frustration because you never know? Dude, riding Stitch's Great Escape creates frustration. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So so <laughs> definitely definitely riding it is not. Um, is not great for removing frustration, but I just I think it creates more frustration though when it's like because there inevitably there are some people who like Stitch's Great Escape and get really frustrated when they hear us complain about Stitch's Great Escape because that is the most awesome attraction at, at the Magic Kingdom and and how dare they and et cetera you know and if that's if that is your feeling to know that it's going to be seasonal and then to try to figure out when you need to plan your next trip so that you can actually in, 
experience that attraction or enjoy that attraction. Or I know that's a weird that's a weird thing to say, but but to ex- you know enjoy that attraction, um, like you, it's just so much more work for the, for the sake of what maybe let, let it's probably not two cast members because you have to give cat you have to have breaks. Yeah, let let's say six cast members. And I think before we move on, we yeah. should say that it being open seasonally means that that attraction will only operate when what park capacity demands it. Yes, yeah. Now that's it's not like they're going to go okay today. Well, for the most part, it's not going to mean today we're going to open Stitch's Great Escape. They're gonna, they they already know for the most part when that's going to be open. But yes, it's going to be those times when we expect the park capacity to be high and we need something to eat people. And Stitch's Great Escape eats people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> eats people maybe is a little. Uh, it provides a place <laughs> for people to go so that they're not walking around the park, creating right. longer lines for other attractions. Right. So anyway, I just wanted to to clear that up. Go go ahead to, to clarify what what exactly seasonal was going to mean there. So yes, if yeah. you if you still want to experience it, go around Christmas and it's going to be open most likely. Uh, go around Halloween, it's going to be open most likely. Go Thanksgiving week and it's going to be open again most likely i'm not i'm not guaranteeing any of those dates but that's generally uh what what seasonal is going to mean but yeah like i just i don't get why why for six cast you know for for six or eight cat whatever that number is like how much money does that really save over the amount of frustration that you're going to create with uh with guests you know yeah i mean it's definitely not a it's not a high tech attraction it's not a high human involvement attraction you have a a animatronic pre-show you have a pitch black show and no post show right and and so it's not it's not like say for example if this was uh jungle cruise jungle cruise i could actually like right i can understand the logic that says this needs to go seasonal because we're trying to save money on cast members because that's a lot of cast members yeah, but this this doesn't. I, and I and, don't know. Maybe maybe I'm completely misjudging the number of cast members. But the other thing is, like, if if uh, if Tomorrowland is like a lot of other things, those cast members aren't. When when a cast member shows up, they're not strictly devoted to Stitch's Great Escape. They're right. going to be ops for for probably two or you know they're going to be working Stitch's Great Escape, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, and and Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin possibly it, you know if right. not every whatever they're trained on that's what they're going to be able to go work well and it's interesting you say jungle cruise because i think that jungle cruise is about as polar opposite as you can get from stitch's great escape because jungle cruise is human operated uh well you know as far as as much as you can the boats are on rails but it's human operated every boat's got a got a skipper uh load and unload has several people uh, maintain or you know manning helping people getting on and off uh you know there is an operator in a booth making sure everything's going smoothly you know that's actually operating the the boats and so i mean as opposed to stitch's great escape which as far as i can see uh there may be a person hitting play on an animatronic you know scene and letting that play out and then someone hitting maybe even the same person 
hitting play on the actual attraction and doing that. And then there's a cast member to open the back door right. to, to let everyone out. To me, to me, Stitch's Great Escape, as far as a cast member, the, the amount of cast member involvement feels much more like Tiki Room. Yes. Yeah, you have a host, and, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, because Tiki Room definitely feels like a... a a two active cast member and then a couple of people to give breaks yeah. is all that you would need yeah. to to run that attraction. So yeah, I'm I don't really understand the idea of going seasonal, but at the same time, seasonal does likely mean that it is on its way out. And strangely, as much as I have griped and groaned about all of the changes that are coming, this is the one change that I look at and I'm like, okay, sure. Let's yeah. what are you going to bring that be because for two reasons, really. Number one, I've never, I've never really cared for that attraction. I don't think it makes any sense, and I, it's, it's just awkward and weird and and not good to me. It is a horrible Lilo and Stitch tie-in. Yes, and and that is, and that is the second thing to me is I feel like Lilo and Stitch deserves. Oh my gosh, a, a really yes. good attraction, and and like it almost seems like that doesn't happen because oh, we've got Stitch is great, so. Lilo and Stitch is covered. What so. a wonderful movie with the crappiest attraction tie-in. And an attraction tie-in that just really doesn't, that that totally doesn't feel like it works with any aspect of the movie, you know? Right. I mean, Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor is, is, is not, you know, it's not like it's a dark ride, you know, with a lot right. of attractions, you end up with a dark ride that basically takes you through the film again. It is nothing like that, but at least it is more related to the film than what I feel like Stitch's Great Escape is, and that's because Stitch's Great Escape wasn't intended to be. It was not built as something that was supposed to tie in to Lilo and Stitch. It was supposed to tie into extraterrestrial. A a horror thing. (laughs) Yes, yeah, which, which is what it worked as. Um, but it's also, it also gives us the opportunity for Tomorrowland, I feel like, to become more about tomorrow, which yeah. I don't, I don't inherently have an issue with, like, Stitch, for all the, for all of the negative aspects of it, like, I can get that space alien in Tomorrowland, that aspect of it does kind of make sense to me on some level, whereas, to me, the, 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 the thing that, like, sticks out to me in Tomorrowland, it's Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. And, and don't again. I I actually kind of I I like going in there every once in a while and doing that that show. But like, what what about that is Tomorrowland? Oh, nothing. What about that is futuristic? What a, like so so why does the it, technology the technology behind that attraction that makes it work right? But but behind the scenes that belongs in Tomorrowland. But the technology behind Seven Dwarfs Mine Train right. would make it belong in Tomorrowland if we're gonna yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if we're using that sort of and I. And I and I know what you're saying, but yeah, like if that's the argument that we want to use, you know, I I mean, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin makes sense on some level in Tomorrowland because it's Buzz Lightyear. It's about outer space. That's Tomorrowlandy. I can I can get behind that, but yeah, Laugh Floor just makes no sense. So I would like to see Stitch get replaced by something that is more directly related to something that's Tomorrowland feeling. Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor to go that way. And then I don't I don't know. Buzz Lightyear, as much as I love that attraction and I ride that attraction multiple times, mm-hmm. could possibly use something new there too. Yeah. So I've got I've got a comment and then I have a question for you. Okay. My comment. Uh Lilo and Stitch, I I think needs Lilo and Stitch's Hawaiian roller coaster ride because I'm, I'm totally down with that. Yes, that would be amazing. 
Well, do. What, what about what about a more fully fleshed out? Because both of us agree that we we don't dislike Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, but we just felt like both sections were too short. Mm-hmm. What about if a longer version of that, where you have the the roller coaster dark ride combination? That would be awesome. Lilo and Stitch. I awesome. Let's do it. Make that so happen. fun. Make that so happen. Fun. WDI. You you can have you guys can have that one for free, gratis. So my question to you is, and it's something that I've talked to my wife about, and and we don't know what you could do, uh, short of completely gutting Stitch's Great Escape, what on earth could you put in there? Extra that terror the, terrestrial, right? You think they would bring that back? No. Yeah. So it's a it's a the the world's strangest auditorium where every seat is in a circle and it faces a tube in the middle. No, yeah, it's it's gonna. And have I don't to... know what they could put in there besides gutting it and turning it into you know something else. I, I would assume since w- because of where it is and that they are totally size constrained, that that's going to become a Star Tours esque simulation ride of some kind. But I, I don't know what you could possibly do in that room with how it is. No, with the current layout, I think that. I think that it needs to be gutted. And I think that's also, that's like, if they start thinking about what else can we shoehorn into this, that's how that's how Stitch's Great Escape happened in the first place. Yeah. Was what can we shoehorn into extraterrestrial? Because I guess it's too scary for kids. And, and yeah, to some extent, I don't really think that that belonged in Magic Kingdom. Um, because it was a, it was a, like, that would have, that would have worked great in DHS. I, I don't know that that fits with the feel of magic kingdom uh but but they they had to get rid of it and it was what can we shoehorn in quickly thus stitch's great escape ended up there and so i'm just afraid you would end up with the same thing happening again so i definitely think they should just gut it and put something totally new in there that is you know where the attraction is designed or the the attraction is designed to fit around the idea not the idea is designed to fit around the attraction right totally agree but uh, I you know, but we saw with Frozen Ever After that that's not always the case. Even when they gut an attraction, uh, you still end up with an attraction that gets designed around or a, an idea that gets fitted around some aspect of what the attraction was that was there before. You know? Yeah, I would debate you on whether or not that was actually a gutted attraction because I I see Frozen Ever After as the exact same thing as extraterrestrial to Stitch's Great Escape as just overlaid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can, but I'm just saying, like, it was, it was more than they just, it was more than just cutting some stuff out of, out of, uh, plywood and, and nailing it on top of something. So, <laughs> yes. so, uh, okay, so overlay is, um, Haunted Mansion Holiday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, temporary yes yeah but but overlay whereas i th- i feel like stitch's great escape or or frozen after ever after is definitely a step further than that a re-theme yes a re-theme there you go there you go um which again is what is what we're possibly looking at with tower uh yeah. to uh to break out and i in now remember i haven't written the attraction but from what i've seen and what i've heard from people who have written the attraction i feel like uh Frozen Ever After was definitely a more successful attempt at a retheme uh, than than what you know Extraterrestrial to Stitch's Great Escape was. Mm-hmm. But again, I just I don't think there's anything else that can go in there. Um, maybe WDI has something in the in the works that's going to astound me and make me eat my words, and I'm totally cool with that if they do. <laughs> 
but but for right now yes i just i want to see that gutted and i want to see a a cool new attraction that 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 you know feels like tomorrow give me that hopeful future view instead of zombies are going to eat my face or we're all going to be dead from from the it getting too hot and and i'm not saying don't get me wrong especially when it comes to you know there's global warming there's there's overpopulation there are so many things that we need to be worried about about the future but i don't i don't i don't want that when i'm in tomorrowland does that make any right. sense yeah much like much like fantasyland and you know frontierland is nothing like the old west we all right. know that yeah. we we know that that pirates of the caribbean is nothing like what actual pirates would be like i want i want that hopeful futuristic view that i feel like at one point tomorrowland had Right. It's a very it's a very Gene Roddenberry Star Trek kind of a of a of a view of the future where there is no money. You know, we have evolved past the need for money and we all work together to make make our world better and you know, we don't have money, you get what you need and that's, you know, fine and and everybody just kind of gets along and that's I think the vision of the future that Walt Disney had in mind when Tomorrowland was created. Right. And 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 I'm not even saying that the same that that what what Tomorrowland was has to be what Tomorrowland is or will become. Right, but you don't want to see a a a carousel of progress scene where the guys talking about crime. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Give give me give me hope for the future however misguided, however however blue sky moonshot it may be let's 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 have a positive outlook on something that that is actually actually feels like the future or again let's at least go with something that i don't know feels feels futury yeah call call elon musk well actually let's let's get him involved in epcot before that's totally gone but <laughs> but let's let's get let's get tomorrowland feeling like it's about tomorrow that's that's what i want to see hyperloop the ride. Yes, I I definitely want to go to Disney so I can feel like I am being stuffed into a bank tube. That they sounds like a, fun to me. They'll just put a Tesla dealer in where Stitch's Great Escape is. Ooh, I like that. I like that. That's futuristic. Do I get test drive? Can I test sure. drive it? Okay, sure. Sweet. The I'm... the the TTA track would be perfect. There you go <laughs> to go to go out and test drive your new Tesla. <laughs> 